Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. I want to let you know about a treat we have for this episode and most upcoming episodes. You can now view the video recording of this episode on the Tiger Pops YouTube channel. So if you want to watch the host faces as we discuss the episode, you can head over to YouTube and search for Tiger Pops Podcast to enjoy. See you there! Okay, hi everybody. Welcome to episode 54 of Tiger Pops. And today we are with Emery, Kelly, and Victoria. And we're going to introduce ourselves in a special way today. Hey, hi everyone. This is Violeta, also known as Emery Delangrid in Patreon and Instagram. I'm a Scorpio. My favorite colors are green and blue. I'm a medical technologist, married, and a cat mom. I am Kay. I'm an Aquarius. My favorite color is purple. Um, I am a cat. And I don't know. Hey, I'm Mindy. I'm a Cancer. <laughs> uh, my favorite color is teal, and I don't hold by astrology. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Victoria, or Victoria CC, if you've seen me like online. Um, I am an Aquarius also, so uh, K. I feel like we may have some birthday energy gone on, right? <laughs> um, my favorite color is turquoise, so kind of the same path as you, Mindy, on the teals. And um, I actually... I am married. I have a three-year-old, um, and I work professionally in HR. Super happy to be here. Thank you guys so much. And you know, as the world knows, or the people who listen to the podcast regularly know, you guys are all new. So this is exciting to have some fresh insight and perspective that hopefully we haven't seen before. <laughs> so, yeah, very new. Yeah, uncomfortably new. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Thank you. I hope I hope this will be a fun fangirling experience and not like a stressful nerve-wracking experience i mean i apologize beforehand because i get too excited and you know um the cursing starts so no such thing as too excited really <laughs> also we i mean like hello we, we're like the, the, with the biggest cursor ever like Cora. so it's in the comments like, yes i started cursing more because of him like seriously. <laughs> it's contagious it is it we is. all want to be like Cora after all yes I'm just glad that it wasn't a super stressful episode. I know we all kind of got together initially to like sign up. We're like, oh my God, who knows what's going to be happening at that point. And like after reading it, I'm like, oh, thank God. So now I can actually, I'm going to be like cool about it. So I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm good. We're being eased in with a nice, easy episode. Yes. You know. Yes. With them laughing in there yeah. and having like a good time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like which episode would have scared you? Um, well, so far, nothing, but we were just worried, like, you know, obviously each week Lily does a really great job with surprising us in some way. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, everything's too peaceful. Something crazy is going to happen. And so it's like mm -hmm. that looming feeling in the background, like mm -hmm. the drama, cue the panic, like something's going to happen. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, okay. That was perfectly fine. Like, mm -hmm. that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, yeah, basically, right. It's kind of like the ebb and flow of story is calm, and then the storm, the calm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so now we're at the calm. Although, 
the club that they're in is not calm. <laughs> At least in terms, I guess it's normal for a club, right? But compared to the rest of the settings they've been in, it's very loud. So, <laughs> yeah, so getting to the panels, um, you know, we see Tora basically, this is a little bit of last episode. He is staring at Poppy and admiring her beautiful dress, and, or at her beautiful self in her beautiful dress. <laughs> And now we see, of course, um, Poppy is like slipping and she's grabbing onto Ardeen and wobbling <laughs> because of obviously the high heels that our dear Quintess advised her to wear. And, you know, Ardeen's like, oh, how did Quincy always know I wanted a busty little thing Clarence gone to me for her dear life? Which I thought was interesting because I know we've, um, some people have discussed like, is Ardeen lesbian? Is Ardeen bi? So this what, or is Ardeen just like the kind of person who says, you know, very sexual things, which that's kind of my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my opinion, too. I didn't take it any type of way. I know I've made similar comments with my friends. It's just, it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't be any type of declaration. Same, same here. I've also been, I've been a popular scenario several times in my life where I am regretting the shoes I'm wearing hardcore and I'm like stumbling slash someone hold my shoes, hold me, wear their feet. <laughs> so... <laughs> I've been there and I get it. I totally get it. Oh, and this is the first time um, I know if anyone read the episode when it first, uh, well, last week's episode, the dress is updated in mm -hmm. the panels. So it's like now she looks super hot and awesome and all the details are there. So that's exciting too. Right. Yeah. It is gorgeous. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a kind of dress that I will definitely wear. Um, I have big boobs. So, and you know, it's about Erdine. <laughs> Me and my husband, we sexualize everything. <laughs> so it's just like, it's something I will definitely say. Um, I think the first dress was felt more poppy to me. Like it was cute, it was flirty, but it wasn't, you know, really wasn't revealing at all. And then the update feels more like, okay, we get why Tora is staring. <laughs> we yes. know why he's kind of following her around the club like a lap dog. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually enjoyed the update. Same. Yeah, it's cute. It's looking beautiful either way. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, leave my bust out of this. And meanwhile, we have this frame again <laughs> of Tora just staring at her. And like you said, with the, like a lap dog, I mean, another someone else said also is like a puppy dog the entire time. And I think that's so accurate. He just can't stop like staring at her. And, you know, well, we'll see as he keeps going, right? The next panel, he's turns away, right? Ostensibly to like, be like, okay, oh my God, like stop staring at her. But like, he looks pretty tense in that panel. And a little moody that, you know, she's not paying attention to him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious given that she's so concerned with the fact that, I shouldn't even say concerned, but so very conscious of the fact that everyone's staring at Tora. Everyone wants Tora's attention. And all he wants mm -hmm. is her attention. And she's not giving him the time of day. Um, and I don't even think it's on purpose. I think it's just she's so convinced that he's not interested how I don't know but that she's not even entertaining the thought and she's kind of just content to stand there by herself and drink her drink I'm sorry I'm jumping the gun aren't I I'm like panel no, head I'm sorry <laughs> yeah and I think that's like a big um big issue for this and like you know right everyone is like why a lot of people were upset at Poppy like why is she not talking to him um, I didn't get that. I was like, she he just ignored her all week. Like, uh, of course she's deal. Besides for what mm -hmm. she said to Erdine, where like she said, 
oh, you know, like he doesn't, that kind of guy never is interested in me, right. which she said before. And I, I don't get how Poppy can even think that because he's like kissed her and like, mm-hmm. but whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, she, he also ignored yeah. her this whole past week. Like I would be mm-hmm. nervous and not approach him either if I was her. Well, I don't think yeah. that he's ignoring her. I think he's, he understands she's in her professional environment and he's giving her, you know, the space for her to be professional with Quincy. He, I think he doesn't want to interfere. Um, I didn't feel that he was ignoring her because as you said, you know, they just made out, you know, a couple of days ago. Um, and that's very present in, in the both of them. Um, and when she asked him, when she fell outside the club, he was like, who said I was angry? So I don't think that was the intention. He's just like giving her space, you know, respecting that she's in her, you know, in her job environment. I can, I can definitely see that. I think one of the biggest takeaways I saw for this episode with her ignoring him, and I guess we can talk about it as we go through and kind of what that looks like, was more on the sense of, uh, that she's kind of processing everything. So I see it as, you know, Poppy is this girl who has been in this relationship for all these years. I feel like she hasn't seen the club scene quite some time. I feel like she's just excited about everything that's happening. Um, she's like taking pictures, she's sending her friends, right? Like she's like enjoying herself. Um, and I feel like I've also been that girl too, of like just being completely oblivious to like everything that's around you. So like not even picking up on the cue that he's trying to talk to her because she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to order this drink, right? Oh, that someone would like this picture, right? And just like, just not, just not even paying attention to it, like not intentionally being like, I have this against you because you ignored me. I'm ignoring you. Like, I don't even see her as being like that type of yeah. petty exactly. person mm-hmm. at all yeah. in her personality. But I know I wish they interacted more, but I didn't take it up as she's purposefully being, you know, upset at him and ignoring him. I and think yeah. that she doesn't even hear him because. You know, like when she was walking inside, you know, like the first time she was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I think she doesn't even hear him. I th- I'm i pretty sure, you know. Yeah, Tori she's like full on nano status. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's like Tori has like this low kind of voice. Um, It will be really hard for her to hear like with all this noise and all this, you know, like um, deep sounds and vibrations going on. So I don't think that she's ignoring him on purpose. No. Even if she was kind of ignoring him, I wouldn't view it like like Victoria Petty. I, I don't think it was with Petty. I would think it would be more like nervousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone pointed out that she also, um, I think it was EJ, that, ju- uh, that just last episode, she was also telling her Dean, like, I want to have time for myself. But yes. she's kind of like conflicted. Um, and Patty was saying mm-hmm. this, where she, you know, she wants him, but she doesn't want him. <laughs> or like, <laughs> and I think both of, both of them have that conflict where like they mm-hmm. like each other a lot, but there's like reasons that they don't want to be involved together so you know they're like conflicted within themselves it's like they're both putting each other in a pedestal you know it's just like they both think that they don't deserve each other so it's you know it's like mm-hmm. this intricate kind of you know argument inside them you know it's just like it's very difficult i will i wouldn't be able to keep my eyes you know away from tora <laughs> <laughs> so that's like any of us we'd all be those girls we'd all be those yeah. girls <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it's funny yeah. you said that like, put each other on a pedestal and think they don't deserve each other. So Miss yeah. Millennial Pink had this really nice analysis where she connected like the symbolism of the fallen angel and um the cave, obviously, and like the wobbly cave, the wobbly floor. So basically the what you said, like they both think the other one is an angel. And um, you know, they, they think like they're unobtainable and I don't deserve that person. Mm-hmm. And 
they're both like falling, you know, falling for each other. And obviously the whole thing is like, um, like the Torah being like the fallen angel in terms of like the, the lifestyle that he leads. But the fact that they're, um, you know, on like the, the cave has a wobbly floor, like they're walking around and they're uncertain and like they're making mistakes, but they're still walking and they're falling, but they're still walking towards each other. And like, they'll come together eventually, despite like the difficulties and the risks and like the mistakes that they're going to make. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and we see like you were, you guys were saying like Tor tries to talk to her. There, Regina and Poppy are now at the bar, um, presumably ordering something. And oh, it's just like he's he really is a lost puppy dog. Kristen Malone said he's Tor is circling at Poppy like a socially awkward Roomba. <laughs> that was hilarious and very true. Like, oh my god, I just I I want to pinch him. <laughs> <laughs> so like, cute right next to her at the bar you know just totally you know oriented towards her one thing i always notice i i always find myself like whenever i'm having a conversation with several people at once i always like pick up on who who my who's my body facing like and then yes. i tell who am i actually the most interested in in that conversation mm-hmm. and that's like a funny story <laughs> this is really funny when my husband and i were um engaged so he, we had, we were having a meal together and then we had someone he knew who didn't, wasn't really such a good friend with him come over and um, we called him vegetable guy. Cause he was kind of like younger than us and he was very into farming and he was like, a, I thought he was like a cute little guy, right? Like I had zero interest in him, but I was trying to make him feel better. So he was talking, he was going on and on about his, his vegetables and his farming. And I remember I turned my, my chair towards him and later my, my now husband got, he told me he was so upset that I like put my turn my back to him and was turning to vegetable guy and I was like I was oh, just wow. trying to like make vegetable guy feel better about himself. Like I thought he was like, you know, a little shy and nervous. Anyway, it was very funny. So we always I always think back to that as like an example of like mistakenly, you know, <laughs> showing my interest in um in that person and how your body language reflects yes. where who you're interested in. Mm-hmm. You can see Tora is just like he looks like a like a child, you know, he is this big ass hot man. But, you know, deep inside him, he's just like a lost child, you know, trying to grab Poppy's attention. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, come here. I have you. I'll save you. <laughs> like, in Poppy's defense, he also kind of just drops her there on on their lap. Like, here you go, and walks away. So that just kind of furthered that whole idea that he's not really interested in me. He doesn't really want to hang out with me. I'll just kind of wander off and you know give him his space um meanwhile he's he wants her attention but he's also trying to give her some space it's kind of a just a weird dynamic so i didn't feel any type of way about poppy's actions um throughout this except for just wishing that they would just turn around and see each other (laughs) the entire episode i was thinking there's a line from i don't know if it's accurate from um I think when it takes two, it's probably from a lot of movies where like they're like just kiss already. I was like just kiss already. <laughs> Definitely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I was gonna say it doesn't help. So like in the next few panels, uh, like you know when we see them at the bar ordering and he's trying to get her attention, he literally like whispers to her. It's like sir, <laughs> exactly. It is loud, sir. Uh, yeah. You're at a bar. It is loud. She started talking to someone, doing a whisper like hey, like you know Bobby, <laughs> like right, like who's gonna yeah. hear yes. that? That is yes. so like like okay, sir. If you're trying to get attention, that is not the way like to do it. Like that's not the way. Exactly, but it's just like you know, like he's so shy. Like like you see, you know, it's just like when he is in the mafia environment, you see this, you know, this 
alpha male. But then trying to grab this little hamster's attention, <laughs> it's just like, you know, he's a pile of goo. It's like he doesn't know how to react. He doesn't know. He's just so awkward. It's just so cute. Yeah. Well, it's so, interesting. We get a chance to see both Tor and um, Twenty from very different standpoints in this episode. Yeah. Um, we're used to seeing the tough guy Tor, the one who's always in charge, confident, you know, charges in. And Quincy being kind of more of the playback, shy, let's just diffuse everything. And we kind of get a role rever- reversal here. Um, sorry, I know I'm jumping again again. It's 8 o'clock no, in the morning. That's the next mind, panel. Like, yeah. You're good. Yeah, so, but, um, so, yeah, let's get into Quincy. Because but, um, Quincy starts out with like, he's like, good evening, my fallen angel. Yeah. <laughs> Five glasses of wine in. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. And then, what do you guys think so of his outfit? I was love, expecting sparkles and diamonds and fur. I really was. <laughs> like a feather boa. I was expecting just like Liberace, just all over. And we got very classy, chic, sexy Quincy. Yes. Better yes, I, I adored um, his outfit. I was like, whoa, look at Quincy. Mm-hmm. He looks, you know, he doesn't look as childish as you know as as before and i was like holy shit i love that outfit it's just like everything Mm -hmm. is right about (laughs) about him also we see a departure from his bright colors that we usually see which i don't know if that was purposeful to mimic kind of this little bit of a darker personality we're getting but i definitely noticed it and and both look good on him i'll say and that's kind of what i was going to pick up on too kelly uh that's what i noticed that he's wearing black and like khaki where normally we see him and like all these crazy all over prints that are like bright even I think his most like muted I guess colors of like him wearing bright teal and then like he's using the cheetah print mm-hmm. but like this it's like hey <laughs> I like the like adult sexy Quincy here on a mission yes. kind of thing versus uh being aloof mm-hmm. and like being uh you know that guy during the day so it's like mm-hmm. I I really like the play Yes, I think also he went for neutral colors um, to give, you know, Poppy like this princess, you know, birthday girl. Um, and I think that's why he also asked, you know, Erlene just wear sneakers, even though, like, you know, the, the surface was uneven. But it's just like to give Poppy this, you know, like, let's have Poppy be the the main attraction of the night. That I like that. That's a nice guy. I like Quincy. Quincy know that tour like heels or something? That was the first thing that it popped into my head when she said Quincy told her to wear heels. I'm like, Papa, does Tor have a thing for heels? And I think he assumes Quincy's most men really trying like to show Poppy off. Yeah, I think it's just okay. like he's the general cultural thing that heels are considered sexy, you know? Yeah, especially <laughs> when you're wearing it in bed. Do I know what I was talking about M today? Right. Yeah, well, it's it's like, note it, note it, ma'am. Right. Note it. Yes, take notes, girls. <laughs> I mean, they do need to find somewhere quiet to talk. Mm-hmm. At least we think so. It doesn't yes. have to be that quiet. True. <laughs> it does. It has to be really quiet where only the two of them are there. Just just because that's how we want it. Actually, we don't want it to be quiet. You know, we want to muffle the sound. They so might need to maybe noise. out of view. Okay. <laughs> Isolated out of view, but not necessarily quiet. Exactly. Jesus. You see, like, the thirstiness is coming out of her. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I going to have to get up close so she can even hear him. So I think it's going to work out. Whisper in her ear. Oh, her I'm here for Yell that. in her ear. 
So Quincy says, I'd like you all to meet. And we have, you know, the thuglets gathered around. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> My beautiful new coworker, Erdine. And Erdine's like, what's up? Right. And, you know, you just see more of Erdine's gorgeous outfit looking very attractive. You know, basically wearing a blazer with shorts. That I love like, her outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Same. She looks great. Like, I think this is one of the first panels we see her like head on that's like in detail. And her like smiling mm-hmm. all cute. I was like, girl, you look great. Like, yes. I know they call like a goddess oh, later. I'm like, yes, yes like yeah. you look great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Goddess is the right she, she has the confidence to pull off a very revealing outfit and a striking outfit because that's who she is. You know, she's very self-possessed. Mm-hmm. Or Dean wearing something like kind of revealing or short. It just kind of matches her personality. You don't even really notice. Um, like, oh, that's really revealing. It's just, oh, that's her. It just matches. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. And, you know, then he's like, I'm Poppy, who is also our birthday girl today. And you kind of see Tora's, like, face in the background. He looks angry. Like, he looks resentful. I don't know. He looks, like, so full of, like, angst. He's, like, this poor guy. He really looks like he does not know what to do with his feelings or himself mm-hmm. or Poppy. Like, he's just mm-hmm. so flummoxed here. I think it's because, you know, And then I think one of the like, guys makes a comment that she's, you know, cute name for a cute girl. And I don't know how well that went over or if that had anything to do with that angst right then. And there, you know, these guys have her attention and I'm following her around and I can't get it yet. So I think it's, you know, the, the typical like introvert um kinda, you know, behavior. It's like he doesn't know how to incorporate himself to the conversation, you know, and, and it just seems like he's, you know, <laughs> a creep behind, you know, it's just like, how, how do I get myself? Like, you know, how can I manage to get into the conversation? So it's just like a typical introvert um, struggle. Funny that you called him like the creeper looking behind because that's what Poppy called herself. Last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did you all think about uh, Poppy's, like, his, like, nervous face for the introductions? Like, uh, you know, like, Erdine was all, like, super excited and, like, all smiles and Poppy's just like, hey. Like, you know, and his, like, little sweat it's drop. very relatable. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that. I feel like in scenarios, like, being awkward, like, with all the tension being on yeah. you kind of thing. But I don't know if there's anything else. Like, she's just, like, nervous. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not super into the introductions. I thought it was just like being center of attention. I didn't see anything more to that, but I found also, lots of theories that can go with that. Originally, I didn't see anything more to it either, but now I'm kind of thinking like, I'm wondering if Poppy's wondering, are these guys associated yes. with the mafia? You know, things like all these things to consider um, in the midst of already be feeling awkward and probably a little nervous. Yeah, same. I think that Poppy... Um, she's nervous not because the attention is on her I think it's because like she knows that maybe all these people are in the mafia you know and I think that she's already feeling nervous because of that because Erdine is you know Erdine is oblivious to all this yeah I can't wait for Erdine like to because Erdine is like I think very like perceptive and I think Mm -hmm. Erdine is going to figure out pretty fast that there's Mm -hmm. something fishy about these guys (laughs) especially if she if she as we see later gets into a relationship with one of them (laughs) oh my god I Okay, we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> a lot to discuss there. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, for now, Tora is hovering in the background, feeling resentful. And he, like, has this, you know, vein popping out of his forehead. He's like, damn it. Why, the, like, the fuck am I trying so hard to get her attention for? Like, oh, Tora, like, so unself-aware. No, he's not unself-aware, actually, because in a couple episodes ago, right after Regina's peak, he was like so self-aware and he's like, I'm in love with her. And I fell in love with her. Basically, as soon as I saw her, she's an angel. And when I'm like, I'm obsessed with her. So 
anyways, I guess he is self-aware, but he's trying to deny it. I don't know. Uh, poor guy. And he even like vocalizes. I think they go back and forth. <laughs> yeah, right. The internal conflict. Mm-hmm. And he's probably jealous that they're calling her cute. And then he tells himself, he's like, she'll either notice you or she won't get a fucking grip. But immediately he's like, he has to do something with his like emotions. He's like, another round. And the guy's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, you know, somebody, somebody, I can't remember who it was in Patreon. Somebody mentioned like he was like getting intoxicated. I'm like, with what? Strawberry juice? Right. <laughs> it's like maybe he can, I don't know, a sugar rush. But yeah. I mean, Tara doesn't drink. On Poppy. That's about it. Yes, true. Yes. That, <laughs> bar- that poor bartender is like so confused. It's like, what are you talking about, Tara? Like, I'm trying to not lose my job, or like you lose it on me. But what are you saying? Like, yes. it just made me laugh. It's like, oh, what, sir? <laughs> Your guess is good as mine. <laughs> like he thuds his hand twice on the on the like bar thing. He's so agitated. Like he has to express it physically. Mm-hmm. Like thud thud. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, it's just like he has to kind of like lose all this <laughs> energy. And I think that somebody's going to say something wrong and he's going to punch the fuck out of them. So <laughs> I hope not. I hope he saves that energy for Poppy. Yeah. Because as we've already seen, Tor is a very, a, a very um, physical person, whether it's happy or angry or whatever. That's how he expresses himself. Um, so I'm hoping that that gets it. But later, <laughs> in a more conducive way. Well, maybe he's he's truly craving a we'll, cigarette. Maybe they'll find a like a little supply closet. <laughs> yes. Do you guys do you guys want them to dance together? Yes. <laughs> yes, please. I, I don't know. I feel like I don't. Tora dancing. I don't. I was gonna say like I don't see. I don't see. Tora I can't dancing. picture it though. Yeah, it's like I don't know if I want that. I feel like I don't. I don't know. I feel like I don't see him dancing, especially. Oh, I want it. I want all the awkwardness, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I don't think he'll be good at it, but I want to see it. (laughs) I totally do. Well, you'd be surprised because um, Lily said that he was when he was younger, he was a party animal. So I, I believe in my boy. I think he can. Yeah, I think he can Hmm. pull. You know, a really sexy kind of dance. And oh my god, I'm gonna be. I don't remember reading that anywhere. Um, yeah, it's in Patreon. Yep, I'll, I'll look for it and I'll, and I'll tell you where it is. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, was it confused with Poppy? Like, because Poppy mentioned that she was a party animal, and we were kind of like, uh-uh. you know, it was she really? Was she not? Mm-hmm. No, her definition of party animal might be really different. Than mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Moonbright pop party animal rather than Nara City. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah. No. i remember on facebook there was someone was joking about like if uh if quincy and tora had like a choreographed like dance number or, like they actually are both really great dancers and they have like oh the spotlight God. on them oh. i thought that was hilarious i was like i can't even imagine one oh, tora, but then it's both God. of them hitting the dance floor right Oof. i'm just like i'm here for it yes quincy being really good oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> quincy taking lessons oh, quincy would be amazing. sure no doubt <laughs> awesome so now we get into the best line of this entire <laughs> episode. Damien's like, yo, I'm Damien. I'm a Sagittarius. My favorite color is pink, obviously. <laughs> oh my God. Literally, I, I like, I think I stopped at this point because I had to go like downstairs to get some food or whatever. And I like just went downstairs cackling and I like my husband and daughter were there. I'm like, hi, I'm Mindy. I'm a Cancer. My favorite color is teal. They're like, why are you telling us this? I'm like, because... <laughs> 
He's the best. I I like him. The second I read it, I was like, wow, there's money saving character right there. Like, Mm. how can you not love him? He kind of like gives the vibe that he's a badass, you know, with the tattoo. I love the tattoo. The frame of his face and the eyebrows, like he looks like a badass until <laughs> until he starts speaking. <laughs> and you can see like, you know, it's just like, you're so soft and cute. It seems yeah, to be a running like trend with him. the thuglets. They're all like really soft and cute once you get up and close <laughs> with them. Uh, it's yeah. adorable. So it's funny because a lot of people last starting from last episode were like obsessed and lusting over Damien. And I think it's because the way he was introduced um, back in the, in the pool scene made me made, made them feel like they were like thuglets. Yeah. Like, you know, his acolytes. So right away I associated them as like young, like more beta kind of guys, rightly or wrongly. So I'm like, Oh, they're just babies. You know, like I've totally zero, like, interest in them. Not because they're 2d characters, mind you, but because, <laughs> because like, I don't see them. In like a in a top, like strong like independent way, you know. I don't know. I'm just I guess compared to Tor, a lot of people are outshadowed, but uh, you know. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I think it's an unfair comparison. Almost he definitely. But I don't do that to um, you. Like I, I respect everybody. you a lot. So I don't like. And Gyu is obviously like a much more beta kind of guy. But I don't know. I feel like he has a lot more inner strength, which we'll actually see a bit later. You know, I really like what <laughs> yeah. he did. Um, but it was Brian who had the conversation, you know, with Tora, like, you know, like he was wondering if Tora was gay. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was, it, and um, Damien was the one holding Brian, you know, like when all that uh, Jadori um, situation happened. I totally forgot that part. Thank you mm-hmm. for bringing that up. But I mean, these guys are like adorable and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, we've been with Big Bro Tora since eighth grade. He took us in when mm-hmm. we, like, I was kind of wondering what, what the when we part. I guess it's probably the scene that's going to come next. But <laughs> Ryan's like, shut up, Pinky. I don't want to ask your damn grinder profile. And when I, when I read this, I was like, grinder? I was like, does that mean he's gay? But um, but then Lily did clarify on the Patreon that I, I usually try not to hate Patreon stuff, but um, that basically she was trying to, meant to say like Tinder, but she was trying to make it like non-brand name, you know, which mm-hmm. you guys see on Webtoons. There's always like, instead of Gucci, it's like Goosey or like something like that. So she was like, no, I was just, I meant the generic dating app. So uh, but anyway, so cute. And he's like, oh, sorry, Pinky, but, you know, he's been hyping himself since 6 p.m. He's usually, you know, not this annoying. And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to make conversation. And I want to, like, share this um, exchange that, like, was posted on Patreon because I think it is so funny. I screenshotted it and I thought it was adorable about, like, what does it mean for him to try to make conversation? Yeah. Miss Millennial Pink said that Christina and Egan and I were just wondering how the boys were prepped for the party and came to the conclusion that one, the Thuglets must have Googled some how to talk to non-clan folk 101 <laughs> tips. And let's just say Damien took the script too literally. Or two, Quintess is running a science civilian etiquette school for the Thuglets. And first class was like, civilians like astrology, cat memes, like compliments, small talk about the weather, and your wishes and aspirations. Civilians don't like talk about beating people up, tips on how to get blood stains off your brand new white shoes. And Quincy's like, okay, Damien, you go first. Try opening with a light anecdote. Pinky, oh, damn, shit. Okay, um... Okay, okay, I got this. So this one time we were playing pool, right? A big bro just smashed this guy's head with a cue. Quincy, oh honey, you don't got this. Back to slide one. That's and hilarious. This millennial pink was like, now we know what he's teaching at the juvenile center. <laughs> That's funny. I can definitely see that because they're. I mean, they do seem very, very scripted in a way. I mean, obviously it's scripted mm-hmm. since webtoon, clearly. But you know what I mean? It's like when they're saying it, it's like. Does he normally introduce himself that way? Because if so, that's great. I love it. 
he's missing the, you know, I, he's missing the line of, you know, I like long walks on the beach on there too. Like that, I feel like that's like oh. the only thing like missing uh, to that. Um, but this is funny. <laughs> I think it's because, you know, like they don't get to talk to regular people. And I, I think it's just like, it's awkward for them. And, you know, it, in a sense, it makes them nervous. I don't know. And all of their stories probably revolve around some type of violence or something happening. Yes. So it's like, what do you talk about when that's off the table? Well, I'm a Sagittarius and my right. favorite color is pink. That's, <laughs> that's all you got. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was funny, too. They were saying that they had been drinking since like way earlier. And so this is like a side note, I guess. Um, one, what time is it that they're at the club? Like how much time has elapsed since that six o'clock? And I'm like, if they're pre-gaming to go out, which totally get that. I am surprised they have it more together. Like I'm surprised that they're as good as they are. I would expect them to be like even more wild than the stuff they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like to me, they seem very tame. They're like, oh yeah, like this is naturally my conversation or I'm trying to fit in they seem totally fine like i was expecting like slurred more you know whatever like f-bombs in there like more and like the conversation <laughs> if they're actually been drinking for like several hours before getting there i don't know it's kind yeah. of yeah. Says it's like, like 10 o'clock at night they i think she pre-gaming? says it's around 10 they've been pre for four hours and they're this so when they started pre-gaming at well, like six maybe maybe well, they're just maybe I'm they're just rodeo <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm impressed. If that's the case, I'm impressed with their behavior. <laughs> Funny because, like, when I read the fifth glass of yeah. wine comment, so I, so I hate wine, period. I hate the way it tastes. And I get like a headache with any kind of alcohol. I get like a headache with one sip of wine. So I never drink. Um, I've never been drunk in my life. I've, I've once <laughs> forced myself to go to a wine tasting um, that, my, that like, we, our friends were going to. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I, you know, maybe I've just had bad wine all my life. And that's why I don't like wine. And I sat there and I, I sipped like eight kinds of like expensive wines. And I was like, this is all disgusting. And I just had a big headache. And I was like, never doing this again. <laughs> so anyways, I have no frame yeah. of reference for like, what's five glasses of wine? That's, that's like a bottle. Drink, but not wine. That's like a yeah, bottle. Yeah, it's definitely but a bottle. <laughs> from someone who has, who drinks wine regularly, that's a bottle essentially. So <laughs> how much I is feel- this supposed to affect you? Like, I mean, I think normal people, depending on like what kind of wine it is, I think like two glasses, you probably feel like a little tipsy, you know, a little buzz, Um, two glasses. So maybe he's a big guy though. So I feel like he could probably down a bottle like nothing. So yeah, it's funny because I I was talking with Victoria and it's exactly the same, Mindy, like I've never been drunk. Um, I don't drink because as soon as I... <laughs> I said the same thing. I was like, girl, girl I don't know what you need to do, but let, let me talk about this. Yeah, oh, it's just like, you know, on the first I'm not day. Drunk now. <laughs> <laughs> but then she can't talk. Well, actually, it'll be interesting. What co- no, you never mind. I was going to say, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of you when you're drunk, but it's probably going to be the same thirstiness that's going to come out of you when you're oh, yeah. sober. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we don't hold yeah. back over here. <laughs> but definitely, like, I mean, I've tried, you know, um, what, hard cider and. I literally drink the bottleneck and it will take me like four hours to drink that much. You know, it's just like, I just can't, I just get a neck pain and a headache and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so yeah. I'm also very much a control freak. Like I like to control my life and be very much like aware of where I am. I've never had the need to feel like I let go. Like I have some friends who have anxiety and they use both, both alcohol and marijuana to like help them ease off. And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't find it. I, I guess I like being a control freak. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're very far like in that way. Yes. A hundred percent. I was like, I, I, well, I don't know if I should say this in public cause I'm 
New Jersey is about to legalize marijuana, but I have friends who who do pot all the time and they're like, try it, try it, try it. I'm like, no, 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 not until it becomes legal because I'm like, whatever, straight like that. And finally, I was like, yeah, I'll do once. I did edibles. And I was like, I only did it with like my my husband and my really close friends. So I was like, I don't want to be out of control in front of like random people. And I, I was like, yeah, it was interesting. It was like an interesting experience because it was like the life felt different, but I was like, eh, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I'd rather read a book, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Kelly, you and I, we can go out for drinks. Oh, and, absolutely. And, uh, you know, what comes well, with that? I can be the responsible, you know? The <laughs> responsible. I'm a driver. Well, well, we I'm a driver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Do they need to bring tasers? <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so so these guys <laughs> who, who maybe you need tasers for, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel threatened by these guys. Like I feel like no. I, like I think they're afraid of pissing off Tor or Quincy, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now they're having this is this side bit is hilarious. You know, this is like this is like in typical comedy where you have these two like bros and they're like they're in conversation and then suddenly they just start arguing with each other and like this is what they're doing. <laughs> they're so cute. And Brian's like and they both didn't take us in. We forced ourselves on him. Like, what do you mean forced ourselves? He never said no. It's like situational awareness. This guy is so enamored yeah. of Torah. He's like, Torah chose me personally. Like, he has no clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least Brian seems to be more accurate in his in his memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the people in Torah's life who had become really important were not placed there necessarily by his choosing. Um, it was circumstantial. But they've become really his family to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm actually after we we recount this episode, I, I kind of would be interested in talking about how do you think Torah feels about the Thuglets. <laughs> so let's talk about how he how they force themselves on him, <laughs> and then we'll see like what we think he thinks about them. Mm-hmm. So here we have a memory of Baby Kiyu, who is so cute. I love him so much. Oh my gosh, he's such a sweetie pie. Uh such a good guy. Like I feel like he's like a piece of sugar. Like he's just such a sweetie. So he's like, fine, guys, you win. I'll take you to Big Bro. Don't blame me if you get yourselves killed. He's one bad temper mofo. He should be at work right now. And then Damien, who's like all tough, he's like, big fucking deal. Like, you know, don't care if he's bad tempered. We'll kick his ass. He's asking for yours to turn us down, just like how we kicked yours. So meanwhile, these like, they're like all filled with bravado, even back then. They're like, we ain't got nothing to be scared of. Like an annoying little kid, you know, it's just like, you don't, uh, you don't know right. what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> They're in eighth grade, right? And, oh, poor Gyu. He's like, you know, he has these, like, his nose is bleeding. He has bumps on his head. He's blood splattered on his shirt. Like, poor guy. I feel bad mm-hmm. for him. You know, he was a sweetie pie always. <laughs> but, you know, what? I like the fact that he's able to, A, be sarcastic with them. Like, if you see his face, he's like, oh, my God. And he tells them, like he's able to be verbally like stand up for himself, even if he wasn't able to physically defend himself against like five little kids, but he's able to like tell them, you know, I think what you're doing is a bad idea. Like he's true to himself. And I think that to me is like the big thing about Gayu that he's very honest and like very real. At least that's how I see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gayu okay. is one of my favorite um, side characters. He's so loyal. I-, I love that about him. And he's an IC guy. So. <laughs> oh right, and your husband does IT, right? Yes. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty cute. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, I, I just really like him. I think he has a lot of inner strength. Um and I think like the, the most honest conversation I've heard Torah ever have was with you. And mm-hmm. I think that in the truck when they were talking about Torah was talking yes. about how he hates his life and he's ashamed of it. And I think that's because Gyu mm-hmm. is so trustworthy. 
and mm-hmm. so non-judgmental and like so reliable like i just really yes he's a great guy like the kind of guy you can always depend on no matter what yeah i definitely agree and i think he also sees tour for what he is outside or at least besides you know the mafia whole life whereas like these guys they're interested in being around him i see at least at this point uh because of his status right they wanted to be under him because of his status and one for him you know all of that whereas he we see him actually having real conversations um about life and making that like emotional connection with him and so i always kind of really enjoy their friendship that way mm-hmm. the same as quincy's i think they they have some of that conversation but uh mindy you're right i think the most real you know like vulnerable conversation we've seen has between been with kiyo and indora which and i think that there's an understanding there that maybe isn't there with quincy or i shouldn't say quincy it's not that quincy doesn't understand but quincy's just not in that situation mm-hmm. um his is a little bit different so i think that them being in similar situations and how they handle outside people in their relationships also helps build that bond yeah i i like quincy a lot but i think there's i think in many ways he's oblivious um either willfully or 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 accidentally um i think that also he his position is much more privileged like you were saying mm-hmm. um Gio doesn't have that and i think quincy is a little more avoidant of like real conversations like he had that one real conversation on the stairs as he was carrying tor up but i think in general he's much more um he tries to make everything beautiful and nice and sparkly and he doesn't like to have real conversations as much which is something i hope he'll grow into over the over the course of the cartoon i feel like um Gyu is like you know this little brother um for tora you know i i see their relationship like that like more than friendship it's just like tora is always like you know looking out for him and we'll eventually see what happened you know between them and in that scene when they were in the restaurant and you started crying so you know that's the kind of relationship i see between them right and tora also was tearing up so yes that's very mm-hmm. poignant and profound if they can share that exactly right. I'm, i'm mad curious about that especially because he does actually talk about quincy there that him and quincy saved his life so what happened i'm so curious yes yes we will eventually get there <laughs> anyway so now um they <laughs> tora is taking i mean what well, he was taking them to tora's work now i originally thought this was alice's restaurant and i was like did he just beat up those kids with a baseball bat but i realized it's not it must be it must be some clan work mm-hmm. um and you see this guy or guys on the floor um tons of blood baseball bat blood and then you see It says baby Torah. I'm like, that is not a baby. <laughs> What's the that definition not, of baby? You know, it's just like, uh, the first thing I thought, I was like, holy shit, does Torah need a nanny? Because, <laughs> you know, um, I was like, I was zooming in this panel and I was, you know, looking at his tats are not, you know, complete. And I was like, is this, is, I mean, is something wrong with me for finding this attractive you know this blood splattered everywhere <laughs> and this fucking guy looks you know it's just like so hot there <laughs> i probably have you know problems i think that was most of us yeah. every single person Everyone. said that yeah yeah I, i actually was emotionally disturbed i was like oh my god Tora, like you're really not doing good things but <laughs> i totally get that everyone i mean it's it's like very caveman thing you know and like very uh evolutionary yeah. biology which is like oh we like the strong man who can take care of us i married a softy so maybe i'm not that kind of person but um but yeah i mean everyone was reacting that way 
So. You know, we keep forgetting, I mean, Torah, we see this cute side of Torah, this um, loving side of him with Poppy and, you know, the softness and how delicate he is with her. We can uh, forget that Torah is a hitman, you know, mm-hmm. Torah has killed people, he is violent, you know, he's a brute force. So this is not shocking. For me, it wasn't shocking to see that. He, I think he killed the guys with the bat. So, I mean, for me, it's even badass. So, whatever. I, I play the game, so for me, it's not even violent. So, yeah. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a good point, though. It's like a good reminder to all of us. It's like, hey, this is who he is. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think you're like, right, we're seeing him through like the rose-colored glasses because of all the episodes yeah. that you're like, oh, he's great. And because of this, and he's such a sweetie and innocent and he's childlike. It's like, no, he's definitely a part of this life. And I think it's like deeper ingrained in him than I think we would like to admit to ourselves when we're saying like how much that we love him and like, we're like, damn, he's hot, right? Like we are, like, we all know that, but it's just like reminder, like, yeah. (laughs) It's something like peeling back the layers of an onion with Torah, you know, and Sometimes we, we get to that center and we're like, oh, he's just a sweet little bit, like you said, Victoria. And then you're reminded, like, oh, he's also a little bit of a psychopath. <laughs> um, we just yes. luckily don't get to, he doesn't bring that out um, typically. And I don't think he likes to bring that out. I think he only brings it out with clan work and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd like to have that sweet little gushy life that we all kind of picture him having with Poppy. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that that actually disturbed me was when he mentioned um or Gayu mentioned that you know he broke his legs that the tour broke his legs and I was like Gayu is your friend like that's what you do to your friends and I think that I think Tora is his natural reaction is violence um mm-hmm. and I think yeah it's obvious that the reason he is attracted to Poppy is because she's opposite and like she brings out the softer side of him but like yeah I think his with everything else in his life he's just been trained to be violent mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if, not that I, like, I feel like someone like Patty would have more experience with this, but, like, I'm, I'm assuming for anybody who's been raised this way, like, even if you want to change, it's very, very hard. Um, one of my husband's, like, really good friends grew up in an incredibly violent household, like, very, they were all very, very abused. And um, I, when I see how he treats his family, I'm like, oh, my God, he's terrible. He's so emotionally abusive, but, like, he's never laid a hand on any of his family. And for him, that's, like, the biggest accomplishment in the world to not, like, touch his family. He, um, and it's, it's like, crazy because I think he's, like, very emotionally abusive. But given how he grew up, that's, like, a major achievement for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's, like, super hard to, to have people change, which is why, you know, we, we've kind of discussed this several times. Like, would you really want to be with a guy like Torah? Like, is that really what you should be doing? Absolutely. <laughs> like a safe option. <laughs> I'm just committed. Whatever happens, she is absolutely committed. Fuck it. You know, it's just like, whatever. But I think it's interesting, like, it's almost like they took what I think Tor's just like, was a textile person? I think that's his, his language is touch. And had he not been kind of warped into this weapon, so to speak, that touch may have been more like affectionate, hugging his friends, you know, things like that. And now that he's kind of so messed up and brought up this way, he refocuses that that urge to touch, that urge to to be physical with violence for the most part. Um, and I and I think even like when you said he he broke uh, guy's legs, I, you know I'm sick, but I took it in a way of almost like he didn't really mean it in a I hate you way, but more in almost like a big brother, 
yes. like I'm going to beat the shit out of you kind of way. That's yeah. just how I took it. But maybe that's because I look at her with rose-colored glasses. So <laughs> yeah, I kind of assumed he was exaggerating also. So I like that. Yeah, that is well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. But no, I, 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 I actually, Kelly, I think kind of the same thing. Like when he said that, like they were like joking and arguing about it, like in the car, he's like, yeah, you know, if someone said sorry, you don't break their legs. Like, he's like, I said sorry. Like I, I took it like he maybe one leg slightly broken, like just a right. little bit. Maybe just a little fracture. Right. Like he's sort of like wrapping around. No, it's okay. It's just I think, fractured. I think just like wrapping around, like I didn't take it as him like literally like beating him with the bat, like in the alley, but more yeah. so like messing around, like hitting him. And he just happened to have broken his leg, like yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just compare like you know the rock. sizes of Tora and <laughs> and Gyu. You know, it's just like Gyu is this little thing, and maybe maybe they were joking. You know, who knows? And you know, Tora is pure muscle, so that's what happens. <laughs> we, we have all the excuses. Tora, no I know what. we have it all is, the excuses. So. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, that boy deserves all the excuses. <laughs> So speaking of excuses, Patty says something very interesting about him here. She said how, um, you know, in this panel, right, she calls him baby, um, baby Tora, but he's obviously very confident and very in control and in charge. And he's like the kid who had to grow up real fast, right? Here he's acting like a man. And she, um, he's probably not that young here. Like he's not like really a baby, but he's he's been forced to grow up fast. And mm -hmm. we, we all noticed, and in contrast, that now in the club in present time he's an adult but he's acting very childish yeah. so it's like that reversal yeah he's he's 19 in in this memory right so. poppy almost takes him back to a time before he was who he is like trained to be who he is like even that dream that he had a few episodes back when he's on the beach and he's just thinking back to all he wanted to do which is kind of sit there with her and i feel like for him it almost kind of erases all of those bad things that came, you know, between that moment and him with her now. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just came up with that in my own head and maybe I'm crazy. But that's kind of how I feel like he, like she kind of erases a lot of that um, for him. And so we get to see kind of this nervous, awkward, unsure kid again that we don't typically get to see with anybody else that he deals with. So speaking of the dream, like somebody else pointed out this, um, someone no shout outs pointed out this really cool parallel where in the dream um you know he's like in her world and he has to make a choice you know he he wants her but then he's like, he's like holding back but in the end he kind of like does call out poppy and he's really doing the same thing here you know he's in that now she's in his world which is that's the opposite but he has to make a choice like should he try to reach out to her and he does like he does reach out to her oh. so it's like this nice parallelism yeah. And awesome. um, I love what she said. She said this, she, I'm assuming it's a she because we're all females. Fem female. um, <laughs> she said that, that she, the way she described Tora's behavior in this episode, I thought was so spot on. And like, if you think about it that way, then you're really like, you feel for him. She said he staked himself out in the middle of the street at high noon in front of a moving train emotionally. And it'll be stunning when he lays himself out for her. Because yeah, to, to, to admit that you want someone is to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Right, and he's tried to call out already several times to her throughout the episode. He tries to get her attention, and when you show someone that you like them and you want them, that's like laying yourself bare, and that's hard enough for anybody to do, but especially for somebody like Tora. So, kudos to you, Tora, like for really trying to 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 be there and to get your your life the way you want it, and to get go for what you love. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that I just kind of thought about 
when we see Torlesi most of the time, it's a lot of one-on-one. And he's also not as awkward with her one-on-one as he is when there are other people around, which is evidenced by this. And also when they had the dinner with Cordy. Um, Poppy, anybody having Poppy's attention other than himself kind of throws him off his game. And he gets agitated, angsty, awkward. Um, fortunately, so far he hasn't gotten angry. But he kind of almost seems like he doesn't know how to compete for her attention against somebody that he feels is more worthy of her time, that's in her world, her realm, that's not, you know, somebody that she would be ashamed to be around. That seems to be a trend with him. Yeah, if you see, um, Tora, I think he's not used, like you said, of competing. Like, he, he's always the center of attention. Trying to captivate um, Poppy's attention is just, you know, new waters for him. So he doesn't know how to react and he doesn't know how to proceed with this. True. That's very true. Yeah. And um, Patty was also saying how, you know, he's like, he's uh, the, he's finally starting to have like some emotional growth. He's talking about how like the stunted seeds of emotional growth for dating and caring are like germinating. Like he, he wasn't able to, he, you know, most people, if they have like a decent family, like they they're helped along with like their emotions and relationships. Mm-hmm. They keep, have a good model for relationships and the parents talk to them. Oh, you like this person. You don't like that person. And like, they're helped along, but he's like totally stumbling blind in terms of like, how do you express yourself when you like somebody? How do you like be vulnerable and still feel okay with yourself? And like, he has to like learn it all on his own. He doesn't have any role models for him. Honestly, I don't think that he has any trouble, you know, getting females attention. And I think he's, you know, he's used to one night stands and being, you know, <laughs> this caveman, you know, meet one woman <laughs> um, kind of thing. Maybe, you know, just like get to business and get the fuck out, you know. But with Poppy, you know, it's just like it's completely different because, you know, the shyness in her to, you know, I think he doesn't want to hurt her. And it's all new to him. You know, all these emotions is just like is relationship wise is new to him. Yeah. So anyway, so Tora here being violent and like everyone lusting after him, great. And he's like, hey, you, what's with your face? And by the way, so many people, just to point out like how close attention we pay, we even noticed like the little bit of skin showing between his tank top and his (laughs) his pants. Like how hard did we have to study that to to Uh notice? Jumped out at everybody. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, and you notice like his his tattoos are not um, completed there. You know, he only has the shoulder kind of chest thing, which is cool. <laughs> wow. Anywho, I kind of want to do a timeline. Like you see, this is like he dyed his hair. That like this is the third hair color I think we've seen his hair. Like he had like that more silvery color, and like I don't remember it being red like this and this length. So it's like we keep seeing different shades of Torah. <laughs> Well, when when he went with the um, flashback in Alice, it was uh, kind of like hot red color. I think because of the lightning in this panel, maybe it's the same kind of age he was back then. But I think it's the same kind of like, you know, timeline, I think. So, but one thing that we like is that Tora, as soon as he sees that Gyu is beat up, he's like, they did this to you? And he like picks up a table and he wants to throw it at them. And so, like, he is defensive of Gyu, and he does care, like, and he is loyal. So he does have morals and the sense of connection. And, I mean, we know he's loyal. Um, so even though, like, you're right, I think that he's not very verbally articulate, but physically, like, that's his, his love language. He's like, okay, I can't tell Gyu that I love him and care about him and I want to protect him, but I'm going to protect him. I'm going to beat those kids up. Yes. 
<laughs> and Gyu, for his, to his credit, even though he's like defending with his body, the classmates would just beat him up. He's such a good guy. He's like, no, big bro, we were just playing. They're my classmates. I was like, yeah, yeah. sure, playing, but whatever. <laughs> what were you playing? Yeah, and one of the kids is shouting, holy shit, he's carrying that table with one hand. It's like, how strong this man is to carry a fucking table with one hand. <laughs> it's just like, run for your life, Forrest. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard because it's like the last you know, panel we saw them like, we don't care how tough he is. We're going to beat him oh, yeah. up, blah, blah, blah. Beat him up to you. And it's like, we have poor you, like the smallest one of all of them who just got beat up by them protecting them. That just literally <laughs> made me laugh out loud. Like I scrolled by and I was just like, this is great. Yeah, this is, this is why this is why we signed up for this to talk about this. Like it just yes. made me laugh. It's like poor you, no. and they're all crying in the background. Like <laughs> I think like, this was the moment though that Damien kind of fell for Tora, and that was it. He was like, "I'm not leaving Tora." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's you know that's that, the part that seal their you know kind of relationship. <laughs> instead of like the opposite, instead of being like, "Oh my god, I'm never going near him again," he's like, "I have to be like him." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I love how they're, they're all like grabbing onto Gyu and like My they're hiding idol. behind Gyu. Like that's I, I really I just love this about Gyu. You know, I, he, to me it just sticks out that he's like a really moral guy and like always try to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Love him. But now then Toro's like, you see, so you punks think I got time for games? And now this is hilarious. Like the table just flies out the window. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> crashing down and maybe kill some, killing someone, but whatever. It's like, well, if you fuck off before and blah blah blah. So now I'm, I'm, I have a question. What do you think Tora thinks about the Fuglets? Like, what do you think he feels about the fact that, like, as um, like some people were pointing out, I think Pat, Patty was saying that, like, they're like, oh my god, the Thug life, it's so glamorous and like mm-hmm. it's so brave. And he's like, this is gross. Like, why do you want to be a part of this? Yeah. So, like, what do you think he thinks about the Fuglets? And I think that might account for like why he doesn't seem to have formed a, a relationship with them. Like, he treats them like dirt. <laughs> I think he's annoyed by them, you know, it's just like, they, they all live for the hype, you know, it's just like, oh, I want to be like badass, like big bro, but they don't really understand, you know, what it is, uh, you know, Vincent broke Tora and, and molded him how he wanted, so I think he's annoyed um, for the fact that they don't understand and they don't get it, like, if he were to have a, a, a choice, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have taken the mafia life. So that's, you know, I think that's all, you know, gets him like super mad. I, I kind of see that too, Violetta. Like that's kind of my thought on it. Like he has to have them around. He needs him around, right? He gives him missions. He tells him security area. Like he, he needs them. He has roles for them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he sometimes feel like he's babysitting almost maybe. Like, of telling them, like, what to do, and it's, like, kind of having that, like, annoyance of, like, Iro of, like, oh, God, like, get it together, I need to do this, do your job, we're not here to have fun, like, do your job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like that's a big part of it, where he sees it as work, and I think we all have, like, colleagues we work with, and it's, like, we see them at work, and that's it, like, right, they don't go into your personal life, like, they, you don't tell them anything about yourself, they're not your friend, your, mm-hmm. you know, associates, for instance, and I see, like, that kind of connection with and even some of the other folks like in the clan like there he's cordial because he has to be but they're not his friends he doesn't see them as you know you clock out right they stay <laughs> as yeah. a part of that life it's not someone you talk mm-hmm. to regularly on a, on a mm-hmm. basis you can see that um, in the episode where um mr lamb went away with uh shark and claude when poppy was like like 
are those people your friends? And he was like, no, they're co-workers. So like, like Victoria was saying. I was actually going to use that example um, <laughs> that you just brought up. But I kind of see it a little bit different. Um, I think that there are kind of like three different sections. There's the people that he puts like shark in and, and like that where it's like, we're not friends. I don't really care for them. I'm just forced to work with them sometimes. Um, and then you have, of course, the category with people like Quincy and Hugh, where I love them. They're my friends. They're like my family. And then you have the thuglets who are kind of, kind of in this middle ground where it's like, I don't think that he hates them. I don't think that he even dislikes them. I think it's more like you said, it's a little bit of babysitting. It's almost like a mentorship, but I think where the disconnect is, is he can't understand why you want to be mentored in this, why you want this lifestyle. Um, where they kind of, they also, like everyone else that stares at Jorah, they put him on that pedestal and he still can't understand why he's there. So I think that's the disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like, I don't, I agree. I don't think he hates them, but like he is very gruff with them, but I don't think he, sees them in the same way like Claude and Charge who I think he just thinks are evil. They're also younger. Yeah. So he, but he's also rough with everyone. There's no one outside of Poppy <laughs> that he's not rough with. So Yeah, and I, I also see, you know, like the mafia, like um different ranks, like the military. You know, um Torres in a completely different rank and Douglas, you know, it's just like private, I don't know. I d I don't know the ranks <laughs> of the military. <laughs> but you know the most basic ones. <laughs> Yeah, there was yeah. this adorable conversation, uh, comment on Patreon about like the lifestyle of a thug. So it was like thuggies and thuglet and <laughs> thug and boss thug. It was like, you know, kind of like lifestyle of a frog and a tadpole. So. Yeah, well, I, um, Tora, he's like boss level thug, right? Yeah, he said that. Yeah. He said, yeah. he said boss, boss level. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Poppy speaking, said that. Speaking of boss level thug, yeah. uh, you guys scrolling oh. on for like Quincy. Oh, well, I'm, I'm like, I'm like scrolling past them, throwing out the chair. It's like speaking to, yeah, boss level. He <laughs> grabs them. It's like, uh, excuse us for a moment. Like, and I can see him like saying it real sweetly and like faking it. And they oh, yeah. knew they messed up. Their faces already is like, they already know. Yeah. Was the fist in front of his face? Yeah, it was like it was very aggressive yeah. hand motion for Quincy oh, that we're yeah. not used to. You're right. And right. that she was the like, first ah. time in the right. I'm used to seeing like yeah. This was the first time that I looked at a panel with Quincy and I said, shit, like we really get to see that influence kind of peeking through for the first time. Which also made me go back to some other panels where we do see that that kind of authoritative role, but he downplays it so much with Torah, like when he carries him up the steps and he's like, you know, are you too depressed to talk? Because we're going to have this conversation, but yeah. you get to decide when we have it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with these guys, he doesn't temper it as much. It's more like, I'm calm, but this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of like seeing a little bit more of that in Quincy. I'm just hoping that we don't see more of Vincent in Quincy, um, more of the psycho part. I will say, though, I think, like, of the whole, like, exchange that they have when, you know, they're apologizing, saying that they're done, they won't happen again. We get that that one close-up panel of him saying good. I was right. like, damn. Like, the, like all right, yeah. Quincy, like, I see you. You're not as <laughs> as nice and sweet as you're putting off. Like, there's definitely something else there. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to, one, I guess, learn i don't i don't know if i just want to see more of it but like learn more about that side of him 
mm-hmm. um, because it's definitely not something that is new and even they know it like they even called him like young master or they go to say young master and they're like uh just mm-hmm. me i mean quincy like i think he's more involved in the world than he puts off on um even like we've heard him in the prior episode talking about you know he's not on clan mission the clan work right now so it's like what does that work look like when he is involved and like how often does that come up because i'm mm. just like oh like now i'm like scared i'm scared of you quincy like hot but i'm still scared like <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's why you like, find oh, him yeah. hot right? find him hot because he's scary and because yeah. he has like a backbone see mm-hmm. like i i strongly believe we all have mental problems i think a lot of women like tough, strong men you know yes yes and i you know i also have this like holy shit how can Quincy be so fucking hot in this panel it's just like you know i i normally kind of see like you know this cute Quincy kind of you know character but here i was like oh shit if he keeps at it, yeah, he can definitely take over, you know, the gang, and it's just like, ooh. So we don't know. If and we still haven't really it. seen much of an interaction with Jensen and Quincy, so we still don't know what the dynamic is. We don't yes. know how Quincy was raised um, in comparison to Tora. We just know that Vincent has made the comment about his keeping his bloodline pure. So we assume that he's raising Quincy to take over, and all that that entails. But we still don't really know anything about who Quincy is outside of the cute little bubble. I'm his friend, you know, with Tora and Poppy. Yeah. I'm assuming that we discussed this, like this whole theory of Quincy, but, but when Vincent says, you know, in that same conversation with the bloodline, he says, oh, you know, I, I know what my son is. And basically it sounds like he chose Tora because he saw Quincy was like this, you know, sweetie pie and couldn't take over. So he like, he would need like a, a partner. But and we also discussed that we think Quincy might have enhanced or like put on an act of being a softie to avoid mm. having to be pushed into responsibility by his father yeah and it's like a way of protecting mm. himself mm-hmm. which is very perceptive and wise yeah. of like being, yeah being who knows yeah. probably vincent probably doesn't even know how strong um quincy really is um you know maybe this is all you know like a facade or something so yeah kind of makes sense yeah i'm definitely very intrigued by quincy and like mm-hmm. want to see what's what's you really like and like mm-hmm. how much of it is an act and you know to be well liked as well like he seems to he likes to yeah. be liked so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's awesome it's great yeah he's definitely intimidating he's got the eyebrows he's looking down at them his eyes look amazing i love blue eyes i know his eyes are more like green but here they look blue so I'm like oh mm-hmm. nice and <laughs> whatever my husband's blonde and blue-eyed i totally have a thing for blonde and blue-eyed people without a doubt <laughs> so Anyway, so he's like, uh, you know, make sure I said I'll give you all a treat, which is like maybe free drinks or something. I don't know. And make sure you behave. I want Big Bro to get a well-deserved break, which is sweet, right? He does. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like sweetness and intimidation at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, you know, it's it's a little interesting to see what the what the Damien and Brian say, because, you know, to let us know, like how the clan kind of works out. He's like, young master, you know, those allowed to enter the lounge were given a no blabbing brief. They were told not to say anything which kind of explains why they weren't like looking at Poppy so much. And the rest of Big Bro's men's outside are just here for the booze and music. They won't cause any trouble. So, you know, he has some guys outside as well, guarding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or but you, you know, you know that there's going to be someone in the crowd that is going to do something. You can just like, you know, feel it. That is going to happen. So. That's what I thought. I was like, oh my God, there's going to be trouble. Vincent, mm-hmm. clan, yeah. fighting. I was like, this is going to be some big drama mess. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so sure now, but whatever. I'm fine with whatever happens. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
know um Erdine and Poppy are like looking and Erdine's a little more like of a pat like a impassive face but Poppy's like anxious because and I think she knows right Erdine's like damn these guys seem pretty wasted and it's only what 10 p.m oh now we see what time it is mm-hmm. and like what on earth are they going on about Poppy's like oh it beats me no idea <laughs> pretending mm-hmm. that she doesn't know mm-hmm. and you know Quincy gets back minor altercation Heart, smile, back to my pizzazzy self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he puts the mask back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I immediately apologize. We're a little wasted. Sorry. Like, right? And it's like, I thought that was really, I thought it was really right. funny. And meanwhile, how many glasses has he had right. since five, the five? Right? Like, how far in are we now? Well, I mean, between the, he started with five. Is he, are we at six? Is there a drink now <laughs> going on? I didn't see him drink yet, but there's always time. <laughs> And then Erdine's like, no shit, you guys need to puke it out. You'll feel better. And then Brian's like, puking is for the week, ma'am. I'm like, what? Ma'am. Weird idea. Ma'am. Like, you know, it's just like proper ma'am. No, I feel so like cute. that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, I needed like that on a shirt in college. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, and Damien's like, yeah. he's like, uh, fuck, what is disgusting? That shit's got to come out of somewhere. He's like, yeah, and it ain't going to be mine now. Like, they're just like arguing back and forth with each other totally inappropriately in front of other people by the way like nobody wants to hear about this like it's just not very pleasant to hear that yes. kind of talk <laughs> it's like it's not appealing at all like i can't even continue this conversation you know like if you but it like, met all of the qualifications it wasn't about the clan or <laughs> violence <laughs> it's right up in there with the i'm a sagittarius in my favorite color thing oh boy these these little boys yeah, so Quincy is like, oh, you know, these gents will keep you entertained. Just cue it again. He's calling them gentlemen. Their, their conversation afterwards does not display that. <laughs> like, I'm going to say hi to the club owner. And he goes over to the club owner who <laughs> looks like a dude. But these days we can't tell anymore because Cordy, we thought, was a dude also. And he's like, hey, pumpkin. Ugh, like, pumpkin, honey, sugar plum. Like, what's next? Like, you know, I don't know, apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, how's business? Oh, I've seen better days. Why aren't you stunning tonight? So, but you know, the funny thing is I first um, really did not like Cordy when I first saw her because um, of how she treated um, Quincy. But now I'm like, Quincy, get back to Cordy. What are you doing with this business owner? <laughs> Even though Cordy, like he says, you know, Cordy is not, you know, into me. I'm still a bachelor. Like Cordy wasn't, he's clearly not interested in the relationship at this point. But anyway, what did you guys think? <laughs> I've been team Cordy since the beginning. Um, love, love, love Cordy. But I actually, what I didn't mind him talking to the owner. I feel like the relationship between Cordy and Quincy is well non-existent. Um, it's just a fuck buddy situation. So mm-hmm. I think he's free to do what he wants. Yeah. And I kind of interested to see like it's male, a female. What's going on here? What's up with pumpkin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. And I, I actually thought it was, uh, I guess, funny that he's like, oh yeah, my friend uh, owns this club. Blah, blah blah so it'd be good we can rent out half of it and like when he said that initially i was thinking like oh it's one of uh vincent's clubs and he's just saying like oh my friend owns a club friend. so that's kind of me pulling my strings to like have that you know mm-hmm. have rent out half of it but seeing here it's like an actual person that's not vincent i was like oh there's an actual owner and then mm-hmm. you're calling the pumpkin and they're calling you stunning and i was just like mm-hmm. um yeah. I, I, I know we're talking, many of you saying if it's a guy or girl, like in the next uh, panel, when uh, Poppy says, is he also Quincy's date? 
because I submit oh, to Guy. Whoops. <laughs> Thanks. I was just like, I feel like I oh, right. thank you, Poppy. There, sipping my drink, like watching all these like random like side conversations. <laughs> like, 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 sips tea. It's like, oh, okay, I see you, Quincy over there. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like, yeah. I yeah. kind of got the impression that Quincy is, you know, a free man, like you said, Kelly, and also just like sleeps around, you know, enjoys himself some company of whoever he feels like at the moment. Equal opportunist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by this new character. You know, what's what's going to be his role? You know, is he going to cause any trouble? You know, what's this new arc? So, yeah, intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would he may not even have a role. He might just be the man of the hour. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought he was just going to be like a flyby. But, um, but who knows? But, uh-huh. well, we'll find out. <laughs> Um, I know Lily did say that it was hard work putting in all these characters, so I just want to extend a note of appreciation to yes, Lily and all her yes, background yes. artists who work mm-hmm. their butt yes. off for this. You know, we're, we're sitting here enjoying it, but like yeah. they put in so much work. So yes, yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't get tired of saying it. You know, um, episodes sometimes uh, they get delayed, but the wait is always worth it. So you know, absolutely. Chill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and I'm usually I'm reading short. it at like two in the morning anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm like a very late person, so I'm like late with everything. So I'm like, oh my god, like I can I can feel the anxiety of like having a million people waiting for you. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. At least uh, uh, whoever the fast passers, I don't know how many there are. I can produce there's like around ten thousand likes, so maybe something around that number. But yeah, <laughs> very high, highly pressure situation. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Poppy being Snoopy. Um, now she is, now she, interestingly enough, I thought she was very interesting. She said, she's looking at the circle of, like, Damien, um, and then, and Erdine and two other guys. And Brian, um, I think. And she Brian. feels cast out. She's like, hey, they cast me out in record-breaking time. And I was like, they didn't cast you out. You're, like, literally right there, and you were, like, looking away. Like, I think that's, um, and I think Darla was saying this, like, this is her self-perception. Like, I don't feel cast out. I'm like, you could just, like, say hi, guys, and just, like, join the conversation. Mm-hmm. But, she probably had this happen to her before. Well, I think there like is a panel where he's kind of like they close the circle. And I think there's a panel where he's kind of like, yeah, closes her out a little bit. Like she could have just split over and still been part of it. But I think, like you said, her perception of they're already kind of throwing me out of it. She just kind of further backs herself away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think too, like when you mentioned that she's just kind of like distracted looking off to the side because like Erdine tells her like, hey, come, come join us. Um, You can tell that she's like, you know, she is out of the circle, but I don't think it's because they are intentionally, maybe. They're just, like, talking, and she just, like, wasn't talking, so she's just, like, there. And so it's, mm-hmm. like, she can jump back right. in if she wants to yeah, or stay on the outside. So that was kind of how I how I picked it up. I think it's interesting. It parallels, I think, both of them, like, both Poppy and Tora are feeling kind of left out and awkward, but it's both self-inflicted. Like, they can both easily access conversation mm-hmm. and each other if they if they wanted to. Um, and, and it's something, like, I always say I relate a lot to Eugene. Like, I don't relate to shyness at all. I'm, like, very outgoing, very gregarious. I'm, like, if I saw this circle, I'd be, like, hi, everybody, let me in. You know, like, I have no problem. I, I don't get this, this like, self-consciousness at all. But, like, I, I know a lot of people do. So, um, you know, that might be also another reason that Tora and Poppy connect to each other. I am, They may not be the most, like, outgoing people. Poppy more than Tora, obviously, but I don't think they're, like. I definitely relate to all of the awkwardness. Yes, me too. <laughs> it's the worst I I probably would be in the corner just watching people I will probably you know just like I'm very curious so I would just like wander off and, and 
you know, check out the place and go and take a selfie with a fallen angel or something. <laughs> but yeah, but um, you can. You're like a cat. There. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's my spirit animal. Um, but yeah, you can see Poppy here, like uh, you know, like introvert uh, kind of like situation kicking into. So you know, I think that's why they they are kind of like attracted to each other. Like she doesn't know how to kind of like talk to Tora right now or she's like maybe oblivious but then you know his struggle as well so it's kind of like you know same situation for the both of them different perspective you know I actually didn't feel like she was that awkward in this sense like I kind of took it as like Poppy was you know purposefully not joining the conversation Mm. and you can see her she seems very content in herself like she doesn't seem like oh god no one's talking to me what do I do everyone's staring at me like she's literally like you know, smiling, drinking her drink. She's scrolling on her phone. She's like, oh, so-and-so would like this picture. You take pictures and share it with them. Like, she seems totally fine, um, which to me, I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> because for myself, I think I would be wanting to, like, to either be purposely with myself, like, sitting down, like you like, mentioned, Kelly, or, like, in a conversation. Like, I don't know if I'd be just, like, great just standing off in the middle of the floor, sipping my drink, doing my own thing, like, just on my own accord. Like, that. To me, I'm like, that's great <laughs> for her. Like, I don't yeah. think I could do that, but she doesn't seem like she's awkward at all. Like, she doesn't seem like, you know, bothered by it or something. Yeah, yeah. She's like having a good time. She doing seems it. almost kind of used to it. Like, all right, well, now it's time to pull out my phone and entertain myself. I think she's actually but, looking for Yeah, like you said, she doesn't feel awkward about it. Yeah, I really? See, I, think I also so. think that. It looks like she's looking for Tora here, right? Because, you know, Ardeen's like, oh, is she searching for someone? And Poppy is peering. And then she sees, and, you know, or, and by the way, Ardeen is like, Poppy, oh, come join, come join us, which is, you know, very nice of her. And, and a lot of people were like, you know, mad at Ardeen a couple episodes ago for being pushy. And she's redeeming herself a lot because she's very concerned for Poppy and trying to bring her in and like really, um, you know, giving her attention and caring for her. But Poppy refuses. She's like, time out. And, you know, and then Ardeen catches sight of Tora behind her she's like okay I got it I know what you're what you're doing like I know why you don't want to be with us mm-hmm. <laughs> she has this like conspiratorial matchmaker smile so like, hmm. <laughs> I just think it, for me it looks like Poppy is kind of like daydreaming you know it's just like she's not there right now you know it's just like because you can I mean Tora is right there next to her it's really hard to miss you know this tank of a man um and I don't think that she was looking for him I, because a moment forward, she's like, oh, let me take pictures and send it to, um, you know, her cousin. So I don't think that she was looking for Tora. I don't know. What That's kind of how I took it, too. Like, she was kind of just looking around and taking everything in. And then she kind of sees stuff like, oh, this would be cool to take a picture of. Yeah. Let me send it. You know, just kind of that thing. Just having a moment to herself to take all of this in. Mm-hmm. And Erdine saw Tor lurking behind and kind of realized, oh, he's looking for Poppy and they're going to have some alone. Oh, time. yeah. That's a good point. Smile mm-hmm. the back doll. Mm-hmm. And yeah. meanwhile, we have the most adorable conversation going on because <laughs> the thuglets are like, hey, um, it's this whole running conversation. You have to like go back and see it. <laughs> he's like, hey, Pinky, tell Erdine about the time you did that thing. And he's like, oh, really? And he's blushing. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, come on, man, tell her. Yeah, she'll piss her pants laughing. You know, Ardina's like totally ignoring them at this point, but they're still having this conversation. And he's like, Fuck, stop rushing me. I need to compose myself first. <laughs> <laughs> I 
adorable. He's adorable. He's yeah. like, shut the fuck up. I'm just shy, okay? <laughs> no, but it doesn't I seem like <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, you know, it's a your butterfly. <laughs> yeah, they have to like tell him, they're like, hey, your team, Damon, he has a joke to tell you. And then finally, like, I'm, I'm just scrolling through to get just the joke part. Um, because, oh, yeah. Well, okay, we finished the that conversation. But I guess if you, I get, we'll, we'll continue with Erdine and Damien, because you see, like, um, just to keep down one topic, Erdine's like, does this, like, fingernail trail down his neck of oh, his yeah. tattoos? And he's like, me? And, like, blushing. <laughs> okay, Erdine. <laughs> we see ya. That's like, you're into him. <laughs> I don't know. I would just say, I was like, yeah, definitely, uh, she's, indicating she's interested they're like seem now like kind of off to the side a little bit talking like to themselves uh and so i think that's like everyone grabbing all the materials to build their ships like literally <laughs> already like everyone has it in hand buckets and like everything to like yep. <laughs> yes and then but we have all the ordeen um gayu shippers who are like what yeah and then, you know it's like the famous scene you know it's like Wait, yeah. which one? Ardine and Giyu or Ardine and and um and Damien are like both. Why not both? And then the other the hands putting together. <laughs> Joey's one of Yeah. But I don't know. It's just like Ardine seems like you know, like a strong alpha um, you know, female and Giyu and Damien, they just you know these kind of like softy boys. So it's just like I don't know. I mean I like, you know, some fanfics about Erdine and, and Gyu, and I love, you know, like, the art. It's so cute. I love it. But it's just like, you know, Erdine is too kind of, like, you know, strong and kind of wild. I don't know. You I think don't know she's how too much for them? I don't probably. Probably. That's how I see it, too, especially for Gyu. I feel like she's too much. Like, yeah. I mean, just kind of what we've seen so far, maybe, uh, Damien. Possibly, if we have to see kind of a little bit more, like so. Right now, he's like very shy. Right? Like, well, he doesn't um, know what to say. He ran out of material that you need to check with. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. He's like, "What do I say now?" It's like, "Uh, uh, just stand here, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't see her being with either of them, but we'll see, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we we can out to these two um, guys um, who we don't know yet, and I think they're just regular minor characters. He's like, dude, what's up with all these scary thugs? Looks like there's a massive clan gathering tonight. I thought this place is clan neutral territory, which is interesting. Like, like everyone's aware of the clan, you know, it's like <laughs> very conscious of that. And he's like, I spent a fortune to get in. No way I'm leaving early. Yeah, I'm not leaving empty handed. Check out those chicks over there. And like, if there's some kind of clan grouping, maybe we'll get lucky tonight. <laughs> so, you know, they're doing what guys do and they're checking out the girls and then they're checking out her team. And like we said earlier, they call her a straight up goddess, but she looks like she's with that bunch and not messing with those guys. I'm like, what about that one? Poppy, she's on her own. And Poppy's like, oh, why do I am innocent, you know? They're like, well, a little too goody two-shoes for my liking. But bet you she'll get spooked and start crying as soon as we talk to her. And then the other guy's like, well, I'm easy. I can take what I get. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> you know, typical dude behavior, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, it, the club is actually, you know, it's full. <laughs> with people and they you know they're just like standing there mm-hmm. looking at Erdine and Poppy it's just like you guys are fucking lame <laughs> so. too far away can't make an effort to turn my head to see how uh-huh. they're in my line of sight <laughs> yeah yeah and so they're like okay let's go over and meanwhile Erdine is and that Erdine Poppy is totally oblivious she's like I'll send some photos to Belle and Danny and you know they're coming over 
They don't know what they're about to get themselves into. And I'm like, hey, sweetie. And then <laughs> totally you hear this voice, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she still doesn't hear them. So we really see she is deaf. Yes. Like, and then we see this body blocking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This tower of a man. Yeah. <laughs> she says, okay, I'm going to start fangirling here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, what the F? And um, their right. faces are in shadow. They're like, it is shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and Bobby's still oblivious. She still does not notice him or them. She's still mm-hmm. tapping away. And then we have this like sideways view of like him, Tora, towering over them. They're like looking very wide eyed and anxious. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh shit. And goodbye. Then this, again, that panel of Tora, which we've kind of seen the same perspective with um in the pool club, this, that, and then yes. the other one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she falls down outside the, the club, I think yeah. it's the same one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and just intimidating and large <laughs> don't and... you want to like kind of touch him like right there and then that panel <laughs> it's just like i want to touch you <laughs> yeah. so i have to say one thing i i say my husband is a sweetie like i said but he is six foot four and he's huge and he's like has big broad shoulders so I'm totally spoiled and then i have that so like i'm like ah torah six foot three he's nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. must be nice that's well, I mean, I'm nice. I'm five three, so I think everybody else seems super tall for me, from my yeah. perspective. Same. Five three, so, so everybody's taller than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same, right? Yeah. Although my husband is like a philosopher, book kind of guy, so he does not work out at all. And I'm like, you would look so gorgeous if you worked out. I'm like, you have a perfect body. You're wasting it. <laughs> but like, whatever. He theoretically wants to work out, but like, he, he just works out his brain all the time. Which, that's why I married him, so I can't complain. I didn't marry him for his luck. I married him for his brain. But, anywho. <laughs> whatever. So, <laughs> so anyway, Poppy, again, totally oblivious. She's like, Jacob! And Jacob comes back, and he's like, she's like, oh, you done taking photos yet? Do you want to see? He's like, you bet. And Tora's like, again, like, he's turned away from her. Like, he's not even facing her. And then, but now, he finally addresses her. And But does she even hear him? He's like, seriously, Bobby. And he looks back with a smirk, and he's like, I leave your side for one you know, one damn minute. This is such a cute smirk. I love it. And um, it's like nice because it's also like a little possessive and it's like, oh, Poppy, yeah. like, you're really mine. Besides for the how we behave with the boys. But he's like telling her, you know, oh, like you're getting hit on because I left your side for a minute and like really belong with me. But does she, I don't even, did she even hear him? She says, pardon me, but I think she's talking to Jacob. Yeah, I don't think she yeah. heard I don't think she heard him at all. And I was just like, Poppy, one, I feel like your peripheral vision is horrible. Go get your yes. eyes checked. One, because <laughs> I feel like if someone is standing that close to me, you notice. And then mm-hmm. someone, especially if it's Torah, like this tall, right? Like, do you not notice? It's like leaving like shadow like next to you. So the first yes. thing, get your peripheral vision checked. Like, yes. please do. You're going also- to feel that energy. You know, you're going to feel it. Even, you- even like with fucking ghosts, like you can't feel them. <laughs> to to you. So you... Definitely will feel yes. him. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, yeah. girl, turn around, like, listen, like, but, just be aware of your yeah, surroundings, but, like, yeah. something. Uh, but Does no, that I don't speak to how much he's blocking him? Like, just that the that, oh, he's not even interested in me, he's not even an option for me. She's just kind of blocking him out completely and not even feeling his presence there. Right. Yeah. Especially because, like you said, he's literally close enough to breathe on her. Yes. <laughs> so, how can you not notice? Right. And I think maybe also, obviously, the club is a very loud, stimulating place. So maybe, like, it's just too much to focus on. And Lily tells us she's overdue for an earwax cleaning. <laughs> and she tells him that. You know, she tells Jacob. She's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, not my best shots. And 
he's like, oh, shark with your feet, that's too much earwax. And then he's like, no, my Nana has better throwing than you. Yeah. And yeah, Tora's like, just, Tora's like, just again, looking at her, you know, like, he's like, oh my God, this is like the second time I've tried to say something to her and she like totally ignores me. <laughs> yeah, but you and know we, what? Um, there's people like that. Actually, um, my husband is not that aware of his surroundings. You know, I'm always the paranoid, like, you know, always looking for an exit and always, you know, having in mind who's next to me, who's behind me. Um, so probably Poppy is, you know, just like zero awareness of her surroundings and plus all, you know, that the loud noise and all that crap. So, yeah. So it's funny because I actually lost my hearing in my left ear to oh, almost two years ago. And ever since then, I cannot hear if somebody's coming up on my left side, I don't hear them. I could totally be kidnapped on my left side. Okay? <laughs> I don't hear anything. And like, and yeah, and especially and if I'm in a room with more than one person talking, Forget it. I can barely hear. I have to focus so hard. I cannot hear. So yeah, I can see like where you just literally cannot hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anywho, um, you know, they talk about the picture. Da, 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 where's her dean? She wanted to shot at that giant fallen statue. And she's like, yeah, I think I just spotted her over there. And what is her dean doing? Her dean's like very consciously leaning over to put her butt in like Fabian's face. <laughs> that reminded me of the whole, if you guys watch uh, Legally Blonde, the bin and snap. Yes. Literally all I thought, all I thought the whole time, Ben and snap, like I'm waiting for her to like sit up, literally the whole time, that's all I thought. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, love it. Damien looks so awkward, he's like looking down at her with this like anxious look, and then the next one he's looking away and his eyebrows are like this, and he's sweating and blushing, You're like oh my god, <laughs> she has Actually, you. Yeah. <laughs> the panel, <laughs> the panel where Poppy and Jacob are looking that they say over there, I mean, look at that angle. Look at look at Erdine and look at the right look there. At, look mm-hmm. at that angle. It's just like, like hit, hit you ready for it. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Wasting no time. Damien, I want something from you and I'm showing you up. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I know everyone um everyone on Patreon was like, We need some Damien, not safe for work. <laughs> like Lily's like, Yes we do. Kinda wanna see that, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into it. I'm maybe more into Quincy. Oh, okay. I'll tell you guys now. So I signed up for um one of the groups had this um collab like their oh I shouldn't well I'm trying to think. Anyway, I'm writing fanfic that involves Quincy, and let's just say I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, so Quincy, <laughs> I, I am interested in seeing not safer work Quincy. Um, but yeah, they mean I'm not so into, but whatever. Listen, I mean if it's there, I'll look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Why is this an either or? I don't know. Exactly. Right? All of it. All the content. More the better. <laughs> oh my God. By the way, I, my friends are like, we were, my, one of my friends is dating someone. So we're like talking about it. And um, anyway, we're talking about looks and we mainly talk about personality. But my friends are like, oh, maybe like you're into looks. I'm like, me into looks? And they're like, yeah, you're always talking about like sex and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, honestly, guys, it's just because of Midnight Poppy Land. Like, Midnight Poppy Land has awakened a whole new thing in me. I'm like, really? Really, it's about the insides. Like, I know I know a person is what they are inside, but, like, the whole lust and thirst on the outside, I'm like, that's just Midnight Poppy Land, people. <laughs> <laughs> we're not this bad in real life. <laughs> yes, we understand that people are people, and we have to appreciate them for who they are, and it's not about how they look. Yes. Most yeah. of the time. It, it helps, but, you know, it's not about that. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, I mean, I actually am a big believer that like if you like somebody, they become beautiful to you. And like if you if somebody is gorgeous but a douchebag, like they're like ugly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. their, their beauty does not mm-hmm. appeal anymore. 
agree. So, anywho, so both of them are like laughing and they're like, I think she's ready to get some. Holy shit, that girl wastes no time. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, Ergian's the, I think, the most comfortable with her sexuality and forthright mm-hmm. and outgoing also. So then, and Jacob's like, anyway, <laughs> and then he has that panic Jacob expression. Poor guy. He's, Tora always does this to him because Tora is leaning back and the pop is like, hmm, oblivious. Don't know what you're talking about. But Jacob, kudos to him. He tells him, he's like, don't you have any, tells her, don't you have anything to say to Tora? And, you know, Tora is like an inch away from her and pretending that he doesn't, that he's like, oh, I'm looking away in another direction. I really have no interest in Poppy, even though I'm like right behind her. So. And like about to bite his bottom lip off. Yeah. Right. It reminds me when I was, when I was like 13, we had a a fire in our neighbor's house next door. And you know how like little kids are like obsessed with firemen because they're so strong and big and have their uniform. So I remember like there was a group of firemen talking and I was like, and she was fangirling. Yeah, so, so it was so really embarrassing. I was like following them, like wherever they were walking, I kind of like was following them next to me. And I remember them looking at me and kind of like laughing because they were like, you know, I was just like a little kid. kid. And anyway, I was like, totally, I was like, no, I'm not following them. I just happened to be standing next to them. It was so pathetic. So there you are, Tora. Like, I'm looking away. I'm not following you, Poppy, at all. Mm-hmm. exactly exactly and it's like yeah. literally standing right behind her it's like the, the gaze of looking away of like focus and it's like you you're like too big for anyone to ignore like you're not hiding behind someone you're just like like there's no <laughs> hiding right like you're the only person there like we see you it just it, it is really funny we see you we all people see Sora <laughs> except for fucking poppy it's just like you know come on <laughs> no i'm like she's gotta be subconsciously like pushing him away and out of her mind because how could you not notice it he's exactly. he towers over everyone in there yeah exactly yeah it makes sense it makes sense and thank you jacob for being a great wingman and besides for, and he picks up on Tora's agitation i think you know mm-hmm. uh, and that's why he tells her don't you need to talk to him like to somebody so Tor- jacob being psychologically perceptive and like um yeah i appreciate that you know like Tora is the guy who was like kind of teasing him at work but he can read Torah, you know, better than Oblivious Poppy. Or who He's seen that it. agitated face enough times that he knows something. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. It's only week one. So even though he might have said some Oblivious comments before, he at least give him credit like you can see this. Mm-hmm. So I really want for next episode <laughs> I really want for Torah to tell Poppy, come here you fucking little death hamster <laughs> and just yep. take her away and just you know like uh, whatever i need a reward system right now i need a cigarette and- you need a supply closet in that club somewhere <laughs> nah not supply closet. i mean maybe i don't know a second level or something like a balcony kind of oh how about behind the the falling <laughs> that would be a good place <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be pretty cool, huh? <laughs> That's funny. You know this is Poppy and Tora, not you and Tora, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> She's living vicariously, okay? She's putting herself in Poppy's shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he, he would definitely, I mean, it's just, I guess, no way I could ignore that man. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so anyway, that's my well, take. <laughs> well, since she's deaf, he'll have to, like, physically touch her to get her attention, guys. Exactly. I think he'll have a problem yeah. with that. I think he's okay with that. 
I, I think no, everyone involved would be okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, he's just have to grab her like a caveman, throw her, throw her in his shoulder, and you know, take her, slap her ass, and you know, it's just like whatever. <laughs> we see what Em's fanfic would be now, right? Now we know. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I mean, at least finally, at least finally, there. I guess the the ice is broken. I guess you could say for them. And so, at least now, going into next week, we know that they'll actually have a conversation. Hopefully, like finally, that there'll be something. May maybe interactions, conversation, interaction, interaction. There'll be some interaction. okay, interaction, interaction. <laughs> something like that along those Very lines. Good choice of words, people. <laughs> subtle, subtle. Early. Yeah, some inter- interaction will happen. Yeah. I hope they break more than ice, so. This episode, this episode, I said they broke the ice. This one. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we did know. It is did really know. early in the morning, Em. <laughs> it's, it's never, never too, early. too early. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. man. <laughs> And to think, we almost had 55, so I'm kind of scared. That it, oh, right? Just, I don't know that we could have handled 55. Well, I can send you the Between link for the next set. Damien and... Up for... Yeah. yeah, yeah thanks, for, thanks for I think I'll actually send you the link to the next set so you okay. can sign up for the next thirsty... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe we'll get into some dangerous territory by then. Who knows? Oh, yeah. 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 It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a dangerous situation, you can always make up something, you know? Oh, hello. You guys are so turned on by violence. Hello, that will be best. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, sorry. Well, this was so much fun, guys. It was. I love it. I always end up with this, like, awesome, like, you know, I I started this podcast because I was like, I have to discuss this more with people. And, like, I just love it. It's just so much fun every Mm -hmm. single time. It's just a great feeling of, like, fangirling with other people it's wonderful mm-hmm. and yeah. i always you know it's just like um honestly like patreon for me it's just like it feels like a safe place you know where i made great friends and it's just like you know you get to talk about what you love that is midnight poppy man and obviously this fucking really god of a man <laughs> um so you know it's just like i love it and you know i I always like to, you know, express myself, but also be respectful, you know, of the other patrons as well. Oh, yeah, because you edit the audio. Oh, and, like, you, you totally volunteered. You asked me, like, I don't know, a month ago, you're like, hey, can I edit the audio? I'm like, yes, please. Like, I'm just not doing it because I don't have time or patience. But, you know, kudos to you, like, slowly going through each and every one and spending yeah. hours and hours and hours yeah. on it. So. Yeah. We are so grateful, and thank you so so much, Emery. Big shout out to you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, I'm sorry that it's taken um, so long. Um, as you all know, I work in the lab, and with the COVID, <laughs> with the COVID guys, you know, it's it's almost I don't have um, time. But you know, it takes time to edit, and I still have a million of episodes to edit. But honestly, it's a hobby I didn't know that I like, and I enjoy it so much. You know, I really enjoy doing this. So yeah, <laughs> thank awesome. you for the opportunity. <laughs> really grateful. Like, it's mm-hmm. a big help. You know? <laughs> so I'm glad you talked me into doing this. Yes. Yeah, same. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, same here. When you told me when you're like, we're, like, sign up and do this with me. I'm like, um, what? Like, I, right. I, I that's like, something uh, I don't okay. do. 
<laughs> I was, oh my God, I was so pushy. I was like, I didn't want to scream it in Patreon, you know, that I have like a, like I made a Discord um, channel. It's just like, how do I get in touch with Kay? She's so fucking oblivious. She doesn't get it. <laughs> I was definitely popping in that situation. And I'm yes. Like, Hey, how do I get in touch with you? I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, I can't get in touch with this girl. <laughs> but yeah. so glad that you guys came on, and I, I definitely hope you come on again because it was fantastic. Yes. So, I got the nerves yeah. out of the way, so I think I, I, I'm I'm good for another Yay. one. Yay! You seem fine. Totally fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's not so bad once you guys do it. Remember, you're speaking to everyone who loves Midnight Poppy Land. Like, you can't go wrong, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and if you feel That's like true. you don't know what to say, just say Torah's hot and, like, you're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that always works. <laughs> we'll all agree. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gals. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to see you guys. Perfect. Thank you, guys. See you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.